Hey everyone, welcome to Roll the Tape, presented by Dazed and Rissler. We've linked up to create this studio space uh, for the uh, next generation artists to perform, hang out, talk about their work, continuing Rizzler's long history and heritage of supporting music culture. I'm joined here today by Rimon, born in Eritrea and raised in Amsterdam. The R&B soul star dropped her breakout EP, Baby Girl Focus, in 2018 and followed it with I Shine, You Shine in 2020. She's just performed Feed Me For Us. It was breathtaking, insane, <laughs> goosebumps moment um, here in the studio. Um, welcome, Ramon. How are you? Thank you. Uh, I'm good, actually. I am uh, feeling, uh, yeah, good, calm. You were just saying uh, off air that it was a long time since you kind of performed. Mm -hmm. How did it feel? I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was really nervous at some point, and then um, I just tried to remember, like, don't, don't just, get into that nervous vibe too much and just try to like let go because this is something you've been missing for so long so mm -hmm. like let go enjoy the moment and uh, it felt good it was it was special it felt really like you know amazing everyone here watching like it was your voice is incredible thank you um, but talk to us about the meaning of feed me about you know what it what you know what that song means to you and, and kind of what you're saying in the lyrics um, with feed me it's uh, very layered so if you hear it for the first time, you might think it's a love song. Mm -hmm. And um, it's actually about the relationship we have with our phones and uh, social media in general. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's like this addic like addiction you have with your phone and you want constant information and uh, being fed with mm -hmm. information. So that was really like my entire AP is about social media, technology, but I wanted to approach it in a way that it's still um, listenable, <laughs> you know, you can still vibe in your, in your living room or your bedroom. And um, yeah, it's really about, yeah, my relationship with my phone and I think everyone's. It's a, it's a really timely, you know, moment to be talking about this and, and talking about social media and technology, having spent 12 months, you know, kind of just like, in groomed, your phone, you know, yeah. nothing else to do. I've, I've found it overwhelming and kind of helpful at points, I think, you know, obviously mm -hmm. communicating with people, but, you know, how have you found that, you know, a, a year as an artist kind of with just being, you know, having to look at your phone constantly, that being your connection to, to the outside world? Um, in a way, it was a good thing because when you're isolating um, and you don't have the physical contact because you're not allowed to, mm -hmm. then like the phone was actually like a savior because mm -hmm. I could still FaceTime people, I could still call people. But it was always, it was also like a very like time consuming. Mm -hmm. Obviously I was bored most of the time because normally my schedule is full and at that moment in time I was just bored and had nothing to do. Mm -hmm. So for me it was very, um, once I saw that my screen time was around like nine hours a day, that's when I clocked <laughs> like, oh my much. God, this is too much. And as well as like um, with phones, my thing with phones is, is that um, spending so much time because, okay, the way I explain it is like you sleep half of your half of your lifetime, I mm -hmm, guess. Mm -hmm. And um, in your awake time, you're spending half of that looking and watching screens mm -hmm. so there's only 25 percent left of things you're actually like experiencing and that made me so sad i was like no i want to like see the world experience the world how it is instead of looking uh to the world through my phone mm -hmm. um 
So yeah, I've, I've, I've struggled. I struggle with my, my screen time a lot, and that's the reason why I made the song um, and the EP in general. Mm -hmm. so it's about an addiction, basically, to social media, that feed me. Kind yeah, of. information ad addiction, like information overload, you know? Mm -hmm. The way we take in so much information compared to like, hundreds like not even hundred like 50 years ago ten you know? years ago ten years, ten years ago, ago literally yeah. so um i thought it was a very interesting i talk about it a lot with like my friends and stuff so it was just an interesting thing and with the ep as well i really wanted to end the song i wanted to touch upon um subjects that i talk about with mm -hmm. my friends mm -hmm. instead of like the more introspective emotional songs mm -hmm. like more of um the things that go on in society. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was... Uh... Cool. And we had a question, for, well, I'll get into more of these later. We've got a, a question from readers on Instagram, but one of them that jumped out was, when's it out? Because this Feed Me isn't, isn't released yet, it's not on streaming platforms. Yeah. So when's it coming out? Um, I don't have a specific date yet. Mm -hmm. There's been like, what, like I get the question, I think, I don't even know how many times a day. Uh, but what people <laughs> tend to forget in this whole music process, there's so much going on behind the scenes. And uh, with Feed Me, like my initial plan was to drop it in February, mm -hmm. but there was just too much stuff going on in the back end mm -hmm. um, that like delayed the whole process. And it made me really upset, especially if people are constantly asking about it and you feel bad towards your fans. But at this point in time, I'm just like, you know what? It's gonna come when it's gonna come, when it's ready, when everything is just settled and, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I'm not trying to rush myself anymore because it makes me anxious. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just say no date, you know, and don't promise anything. And then if it's gonna be out, they'll, they'll notice. Cool. Um, and I just want to talk about, you know, your journey. You know, you, you come born in Eritrea mm -hmm. and then you went to Germany and then you went to Amsterdam and now you've moved to London. Yeah. So, I mean, you've kind of been all over, but t talk to me about your childhood and, and how all those experiences, you know, have kind of shaped your art and, and who you are as a person. I think moving around has been like, or let's say meeting people and cultures from a very young age because mm -hmm. um, as a child I was in um, refugee camps mm -hmm. so that means like all types of like ethnicities and people around you I think that made that shaped me in the form of being very accepting mm -hmm. towards loads of things you know just people in general and being le less judgmental because mm -hmm. of that and having more empathy in general uh, towards like um, injustice in the world and those type of things and did it shape my music? Mm. I'm, I'm not sure if it shaped my music, it did shape me as a person though, mm -hmm. definitely, mm -hmm. yeah. When did you, I mean your voice is unreal, Yeah. so when did, <laughs> you, you. When did you figure out that you could do that? Wow, um, I've always been singing since mm -hmm. a very like young girl um, but for me like music was always this abstract thing that I couldn't reach mm -hmm. because I, I grew up watching like these TV shows where they would show their houses and people telling about their like life story and how they got to music and it was always like oh I got signs after I sang in a pub and the, the head of this label was there and, and signed me right away so for me that was just like okay there's no way I can 
become a singer. But I've always enjoyed singing. Mm -hmm. And then later on in life, I just figured like, there's no such, such thing as you can't do this or that, you know? And um, from there on, I just continued and, and, and really tried to like, um, yeah, strive for my, for my dreams, I guess. I heard, oh, I was reading that you wrote a song when you were 10. Yeah. Called, <laughs> called oh. Friends. Yeah. That, that you, I don't know if you could do a little demo of it now, but, but you, wanted to, you wanted to submit to Eurovision. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. That was, uh, I wrote, that, I think that's the first song I've ever written, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, wrote the song. My mom in that time, had n she had no clue about computers, nothing. So I had to, from a young age, I had to like do things my own. So I figured like, oh, I want to send this to Eurovision. How do I send it to them? So I burnt the song from my computer on a CD, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, wrote old my school. Old school way, I was 10. Mm -hmm. Wrote my name, wrote the title of the track and, um, and send it, yeah. But I never made it. <laughs> Did they not get back to you? No, I don't think so. They're lost. <laughs> yeah. They're lost. The song was pretty bad, very basic, but I'm still proud that I that I just felt like, oh, I want to do this, so yeah. let me just send it. Um, and it's it's been a, it's been a tough year, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know you, we've just been talking about, um, you know, the kind of lyrical direction of, of Feed Me and your EP. But how have you found it kind of creatively, uh, you know, I guess a lot of artists draw inspiration from kind of being out and about and kind of, mm -hmm. you know, their friends, parties, work, you know, real life basically. Yeah. And how have you found, how have you found kind of coping creatively, you know, kind of in isolation? How's that been for you? Um, it's been interesting. So like, first lockdown, I was not inspired at all. Mm -hmm. I was just in my house, <laughs> chilling with my friends, with my family. I didn't feel inspired. And with me, it was just a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Whereas like sometimes I would feel so inspired. Um, and certain times I would just be like, oh my God, like there's nothing that sparks right now. Mm -hmm. And especially for me, like I, when I write, I need experiences. I need things that I've seen or heard or, mm -hmm. you know, for me to able to, to write songs. So it was quite difficult to, 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 yeah, create something. But I think the reason why I wrote this EP as well is because it's not necessarily something I've experienced, but something I've talked about mm -hmm. and I've seen. Um, you've experienced up here, you know, yeah. and you've been thinking about it anyway. Exactly, know? exactly. So for me, that was also a, an interesting thing because that's an approach I've never had before and that like kind of started in, in, in COVID time. So I'm quite grateful because this entire EP is mainly because of COVID mm -hmm. and like the pandemic and isolating. And you, you, you dropped I Shine, you, uh, I Shine, You Shine in 2020. Yeah. And kind of how did that feel, dropping it during lockdown, I guess, because you, there's things you can't do, there's, you know, play, you, know you can't be performing. Mm -hmm. you know, this is the first time maybe you've performed in ages, you know? Mm -hmm. And was it a shit, did you feel like you missed out on kind of, you know, that connection with your fans and, and things like that? It was really bittersweet, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and I was sad about it. I was like, oh my God, I want to perform this. I want to see people. I want to feel the connection that they have with these songs. Um, but also the reason why I decided to drop it is 
I feel like people needed music. Totally. Because um, I needed music, mm -hmm. you know, to stay, to, to keep my, my spirits up. And um, I feel like, no, I feel like it's, it's a blessing that I dropped it. And it's a very uplifting EP as well, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, I missed out on mm -hmm. a lot of... Uh, cool After so stuff. many artists. Yeah, you know? but that was the reality for all of us. So mm -hmm. I'm glad I dropped it. I'm just a bit sad that I'm about to drop another one <laughs> in the same situation. <laughs> so I'm well, like, there's, there's like the end of tunnel. We're coming out, you know. We hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, bittersweet as I said. Yeah. And so you just mentioned like music getting you through lockdown. How that helped you? What were you listening to? What you, what, what what kind of records or musicians or styles kind of helped you through? Mm. A lot of Afrobeat. Oh, cool. Yeah. Joy. Yeah, <laughs> Joy. literally uplifting. Yeah. I would like wake up, put music on right away just to get in the spirits of, okay, let's go, you know, because um, it's, it's been rough. I feel like it's been rough for everyone. So sometimes there's days you're like, I had like mental breakdowns and be like, oh, how long is this going to last, you mm -hmm. know? And so a lot of Afrobeat, a lot of soul. Jasmine Sullivan, mm -hmm. um, loads of hip hop, but mm -hmm. hip hop is always in my playlist mm -hmm. uh, regardless. Um, what have I been listening to? I listen to all sorts of music, so it's just a mixture of, of everything. And so, yeah, what, what do you oh, think? Oh, and female rappers, sorry. Cool. Yes, right. female rappers. They definitely dominated my, uh, nice. <laughs> my playlist. And what are your kind of biggest influences? I, I, don't, I don't think you like kind of necessarily been tied down into a kind of a genre, whether that's kind of like R&B or like Neo Soul or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe you're still figuring out, you know, like, well, you've got your own sound, you know? Yeah. But what do you think your kind of biggest influences are or, uh, you know, whether that's people or, 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 or styles? Mm, I think the way I would describe it is that the pillars of my um, inspiration and, and influences are definitely like soul, neo-soul. Mm -hmm. So that's like the base. Mm -hmm. And from there I tried to experiment and yeah, people like Erika Badu, D'Angelo, mm. those type of artists, they've been like Legends. key. Yeah, yeah, and also key in my, in my whole journey. So I would definitely say like people like them, um, but as I'm growing as an artist, I try to like experiment more mm -hmm. and uh, like we said before mm -hmm. and um, just try to see and mix things because me as a person, I listen to all types of music. Mm -hmm. So I like to like experiment and take those influences and create like a soul embedded song, but with influences of other genres, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. so yeah. And you've just moved to London. Not only has it been kind of lockdown, but you've just moved to one of the toughest cities in the world, and you did it during <laughs> you did it during lockdown. Yeah. Um, why? What's going on? Why? Um, I feel like I needed a change mm -hmm. in general. Like lockdown made me reflect on a lot of things. So like my comfort in my city the comfort in certain relationships, like just, I, I felt very comfortable. And I noticed that from comfort, I don't do well in comfort. I need some sort of like, um, it might be twisted, but like 
pain or, or, or change in my life for me to, to, to develop as a person again. And um, I think a few months into lockdown, I was just like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to go to London. I'm going to see for myself, see what the city is saying. I went here for like three months and yeah, I kind of fell in love and I was like, you know what, this is a good place for me, mm -hmm. especially in this time of my career. I feel like Amsterdam will forever be in my heart, but uh, I think London is just the next step mm -hmm. for a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people move to London for that next step. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, just seeking the uncomfortable which is like the story of my life, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. It makes sense. You know, you need that kind of, that drive to, you know, to yeah. create. You know, so you, it, I guess if you feel like you're plateauing or you're, or you're kind of just chilling or there's nothing really kind of like forcing you. Yeah. It may, you need to, you've, you've made that change yourself. Yeah. I feel like there's no growth in comfort mm -hmm. for me. Like it gives me, I get scared thinking of like a life that just goes like this. Flat lines. Yeah, yeah. flat lines. No, I need the... <laughs> chaos. The chaos. And yeah. how are you finding London so far? Um, yeah, it's been good. Like, obviously, I haven't done a lot. Like, um, I've been in my house most of the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Only going out for grocery shopping. Um, but... I needed that as well. I just needed some time for myself to like adjust to the fact that I moved. And as I said, a lot of things changed in my life the past year. So I just needed some time to process. And um, now I'm out and about. So mm -hmm. I'm ready to go, I don't know, going out. Boris at 21st of June. Yeah, it's going to be a good out. summer. <laughs> I'm out. Like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy my time here for sure. And you seem kind of spiritual. You know, mm -hmm. Are you into star signs? Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay, What's your look. sign? I'm a Gemini. Ooh, okay. Yeah, everyone's... everyone's mm. No, I love Geminis. What's star? I don't know anything about star signs, so you're going to have to kind of coach me through it. What are you... Okay, I'm an Aquarius. And what does that make... What does that say about you? Um, I see myself as a typical Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So we're like introverted, but at times extroverted. So... Um, Let's say, if I don't know you, mm -hmm. I can be a bit like shy and, um, but once I'm comfortable, I'm like really out there. <laughs> so like the goofy side comes out and um, we're a bit detached from our emotions. Right. I'd say that for myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just hard time dealing with emotions and expressing them. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like Geminis are more like, they just, are pretty honest and upfront with what they think, I mm -hmm. guess. Mm -hmm. Direct. I, yeah, direct, pretty mm -hmm. direct. I feel like I'm a bit not direct and a bit more inwards, mm -hmm. which is like an Aquarius trait and very like in touch with like what's going on in the world and like more like social aspects and like the more humanitarian aspect of wanting the world to be better, <laughs> a better place, I guess. That's definitely something that's uh, an Aquarius trait, yeah. How do they get on with Geminis? Very good, yeah, you know. Good. Yeah, it's fine. it seems yeah, fine. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're good, right? <laughs> yeah, no, very good, actually. Um, we're both air signs. Right. Um, oh, yeah, we tend to, like, be in our heads a lot as well. I spend most of the time in my head, I think, mm -hmm. just making up scenarios and thinking about a lot of things. and. 
um, that can come off a bit strange for people. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's for you, but I can just zone off mm -hmm. in a conversation, mid-conversation, and mm -hmm. be in a different place, and then, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude, but, yeah. I, I'm a dreamer, I drift off, yeah. Yeah. I lose interest, you know. Yeah. Um, and we talked about loads of amazing stuff that you've done. Mm -hmm. And what are the bad stuff? <laughs> what's the right? I'm interested. We've just been, you know, you've just done an amazing performance. Mm -hmm. What is the worst show you've ever done? Worst live show you've ever done, and why? Ooh. There's one that comes up mm -hmm. in my head. Let's hear it. I'm not gonna say the the name of the place, but it was in the UK, mm -hmm. and I was playing uh, main stage, and it was pouring, like literally pouring. And um, I was uh, very nervous because it was my first time being on a main stage. And, but it was raining, there weren't a lot of people, and uh, we only had five minutes to sound check. Mm -hmm. Like five minutes. Disaster already. Disaster. And uh, we wanted more time for the sound check. We said, like, yo, we need more time. So I think we went on for a bit longer. And then I think. I had two or three songs left and the stage manager comes up to me while like during the show and he's like cut it and I looked at him I was like sorry what <laughs> like mid show kicked off. kicked off the kicked off the stage and I was like no I'm gonna finish this song I'm not gonna go mid song like I'm still in a song so I finished the song and then left but it was just horrible and like the sound was bad and it was just the, uh, when I think about it, I get Cringe. like, uh, yeah. Okay, well on the blacklist is Eurovision. And, Eurovision and, and an unnamed manager. festival. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to name it, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we um, called out on our Instagram for, for reader questions and we got a load in. Okay. So I'm going to just uh, get see. them up now. Um, some really good ones actually as well. Okay. Um, one I really want to know, because you look amazing. Thank you. Sick outfit. And one of the questions from our readers was, how did you get into fashion? Um, I love your aesthetics, you know, where did that, where did that begin? Um, to be very fair and very honest with everyone is mm -hmm. like me personally, I used to be a tomboy. So mm -hmm. I would wear tracksuits every day, every day. And I think once I started getting like, when I was like 20, 21, that's when I first started looking up designers because mm -hmm. I, I had no interest in like any of that and once I start seeing like that it's a whole art form as well because I love art in general mm -hmm. but once I started seeing clothing as an art form that's when I started to get like oh wow and how does this represent me or how do I feel and what is like the 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 me but in a more extravagant way and how can I I use clothing and, 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 and makeup and hair to, to, to elevate that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I must say, like, my team, like, stylists and hair and makeup artist Sophia, they do an amazing job yeah, as well. Yeah, your makeup's great as well. Thank you. Um, Shout out, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they definitely, they are creative themselves, so it's just the add-ons of creative minds together and uh, creating different aesthetics for different uh, songs. I don't want to tie myself into one aesthetic either. I think that's maybe confusing mm -hmm. for some people. Um, but I, I like to have fun with different things. Mm -hmm. It's the same way you don't want to have the same food every day. So. Mm -hmm. 
that's how, the way I see it. Cool. This one's a hard one, and it's going to put you on the spot. This is from a reader, Amsterdam or London. Are you going to betray your friends? <laughs> no, I must say Amsterdam. You have to. Yeah, yeah, no. My heart is definitely there. And I, I even miss it, you know? I bet. Yeah, Just I bet the canals and I feel like Amsterdam is... I love the bikes. I love cycling in Amsterdam. I hate cycling. Right, okay. <laughs> cool. Literally, I, n I never cycle in Amsterdam. But I love watching people cycle. Mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> it's good that they're there, doing their they're thing. They're doing it. No, but I love Amsterdam. It's, it, it, uh, it's small, but it's, we say it's one thing, it's called gezellig, which right. is, uh, there's no translation for it in English, but it's like cozy-ish. Mm -hmm. Amsterdam is like gezellig, it's just... How do I say that? Gezellig? Gezellig. Gezellig? Yeah. Is that good? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'll say it next time I'm in Amsterdam. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is gezellig. Gezellig, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another one, uh, what keeps you going to, to, to want to make art and music? What drives you to keep doing it? Wow, this is a good one. Good one, isn't it? Yeah. What drives me? I think this urge of expressing. Mm -hmm. I always have an urge to express. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the drive. Literally just wanting to say things and, and express whatever is in my mind. And I feel like art forms are a nice way of doing things of, or expressing them in a more uh, indirect way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, expressing. And also, this might sound strange, but coming from where I'm from, really to succeed as well and to, to make sure that um, my family and yeah, that they're good. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's definitely a big factor in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And again, this is, this is another good one, I think. Um, are there any other projects or pathways that you would like to pursue in the near future? Maybe it's music, maybe it's not. Um, yeah, definitely. But the thing is, the, 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 the sad thing is, I have all these crazy ideas, but I don't have the skills to actually do them. I so bet you do. I bet you no, do. but like with drawing, for instance, I don't have the patience to like sit and draw and do that for 10 years and become a pro. Mm -hmm. But I do have all these ideas. I'm like, oh, I want to do this or I have this idea to paint this. But then I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't, I'm not skilled enough yet to do that. So if I could master all the skills that I want to uh, be good at, then I do everything, literally anything mm -hmm. that that I can express myself through. Mm -hmm. But more realistic, I'd say directing. Cool. Yeah, directing and... Um, a film? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Have you got an idea in your head about a, a film you'd like to direct or make? Mm, not yet, not yet. But oh yeah, documentaries. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's definitely something. I love documentary, my favorite type of film. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna make documentaries and write a poem book like there's so many there's ideas loads, that, yeah, yeah there's loads but yeah I the way I see it as well is like I will always make music but at some point I'll just do other things as well that makes me happy all of those things that you mentioned anyway feed into your music if you were to direct or you were to draw yeah. or if you write poetry that all feels like part of kind of Riman or you know kind of what you're doing anyway, yeah you know yeah definitely it's not like you're going to be an accountant no <laughs> no it's always something creative definitely yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And what does the rest of 2021 look like for you? What's coming up? What's coming up? Um, the EP, mm -hmm. Feed Me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but the EP, Digital Tears. Um, I don't have a date yet, mm -hmm. but it's gonna come. And hopefully shows. Yeah. I miss shows. I bet, yeah. Yeah, I hope I'm gonna, because I've, uh, I've done a tour in 2018. Mm -hmm. But I haven't been touring ever since, so... Um, Getting I out of the studio and onto the stage. Yeah, and want. see people, connect with people. Um, as literally, the way I envision my next show, like headline show, is literally joining them in the crowd. Mm -hmm. Just because I've missed like human connection. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, Touring. you've been absolutely wonderful. Um, you. And your performance was unreal. Thank um, you. You look great. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what you do for the rest of the year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this has been Roll the Tape, presented by Dazed and Rizzler. This is the amazing Ramon. Thank you. See you guys later.